we're off. Okay, cool. Um, so I am proud to be with uh, Alex Summers for the second time that I've gotten the chance to talk to you. Um, how are you doing? Um, how's the whole kind of lockdown pandemic situation? I see you're outside now, so at least you're not stuck in your, ha in your house, but um, how's that whole situation been for you? Um, what's well, been really hard, like most of us, mm -hmm. um, but it's now June 7th, 2021. And it's the last two months have been amazing. And I'm like, yeah, feeling more and more optimistic and a uh, pretty extroverted person. So the kind of reemergence of community and society and more in-person get togethers have been yeah pretty life-changing for me so yeah I spent a month in Iceland and then I got back to LA and I've been here for a month and yeah these last two months have been feeling great and uh, I'm in the habit of taking all my zoom calls and all that stuff outside I have like a little brick patio behind yeah. my house so that's why I'm outside because I've just been doing that all pandemic so I think I'm always trying to be outside if I can and not cooped up no for sure yeah. I mean it's a great setting outside yeah how are you hanging in there uh, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I wanted to apologize to you and to Blythe, the uh, the back and forth. I just started going back to work. Um, you know, I still have a day job as a movie theater manager. And so last week with it being Memorial Day and everything, I completely forgot. So I apologize for that, for having to switch around the date so many times. Um, oh, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. But yeah, it's been it's been nice, you know, getting back to work and um people coming to see movies again and um yeah and cool. all that it's been fun um so i guess with the lockdown and everything you know being a composer and doing um a lot of your own kind of work did the lockdown make it harder for you to complete your work or were you still able to get everything done that you kind of were wanting to get done um yeah i was able to do my work i'm like one of the I feel like few people in the music bubble who was less affected. I mean, I'm still really affected, but you know, my friends who are in bands and tour, mm -hmm. obviously that's devastating, but making music for films, you know, a lot of film productions stopped or slowed or it just felt really uncertain or like no one wanted to finish a film because then it, you know, straight to streaming is kind of anticlimactic and mm -hmm. you don't get the, people don't know about it. There's no buzz around a movie. So but all that being said, I was still, you know, scoring films for the last year and a half during the whole pandemic and uh, everything is remote. So you're just never in the same room with the director or the editor or any of your collaborators. Like I work with a lot of my friends when I make music for films. I love bringing in my friends and uh, people who I've collaborated with for years and meeting new friends. And um, that was also different, you know, like not getting in a room and being like, oh, cool. So I imagine it like this. And just like sending people music and telling them maybe how I imagine it and uh, getting stuff back and then being like really excited and curious to listen. And um, yeah, I've just gotten a different workflow of working everything remote. Yeah. And um, you know, you bring that up about the whole streaming thing, you know, me and um, my co-host who isn't with me today, Ricky, uh, we talked to the director of the newest coming to America movie. And he talked about that where he was like, it kind of sucks making a movie like that that you think is going to be this big hit in theaters and then it kind of fizzles out and gets thrown on streaming and so I definitely get that um and going back to the movie that I really wanted to talk to you about for like this conversation together together 
that got a maybe not a wide wide release but it did get a semi-wide release i mean it was in theaters near me when they first started opening up um kind of and then of course i got to see it at sundance and everything so um that is kind of interesting that you kind of got your you were one of the first movies kind of back in theaters and your work was one of the first films back in theaters um so speaking of that um you know last time we spoke we talked about honey boy which you know to give you all the props, uh, the Honey Boy score, as you saw, I listened to it all the time. Um, the Honey Boy score is still one of my favorite scores of all time. It's, I just think everything about it is just so, just miraculously put together. I love everything about it and everything about it kind of makes me feel emotional. And in that same vein, when I was watching Together Together, I was texting Ricky saying, who is doing the music for this because it's absolutely brilliant. And I think we were both on the same page when we saw it was you, we were, I mean, we weren't, we weren't surprised. We kind of expected it from you just from your past work in, um, in Honey Boy and Captain Fantastic and things like that. Um, and I know making Honey Boy was super unique. You know, you told us you use a lot of toys and a lot of gadgets and stuff like that. What was, kind of the difference between doing together together and something like you know like honey boy that was really really different process um both were really rewarding and fun and collaborative but they were like yeah pretty opposites because by you know by the midpoint of honey boy i was just in my studio with the director alma we were just hanging out together and mm -hmm. she just wanted to be there for it so as we talked about in the past it, it was this like kind of like fun Willy Wonka like workshop vibe we were just trying stuff and experimenting and it was really playful and fun together together was of course 100% remote I was never in a room with anyone mm -hmm. uh, and I did I actually worked a bunch with my friend Brad Oberhofer who's an amazing pianist he plays piano so particularly and like much much better than I am my friends tease me that I have like the t-rex approach on piano i'm just like it's like it's fine i mean i mostly most everything i play is really slow and it's just like who cares but um the nature of what the music that kind of came out for this film was a little faster and a little more nuanced and so i thought about brad so i brought him in so i would send brad pieces of music actually for a lot of it it's kind of a weird thing we did which is like i wrote these pieces on guitar that had like finger picking and like different harmonies and then I would send and I would hum over the top of them like the top line kind of and then I'd send it to Brad and I was like can you do a pass of arranging this for like chords with the vocal thing as like the right hand you know and and it was really fun so we'd like send stuff back and forth and um a lot of that material turned into the stuff so um, it was a very weird, very COVID process. Like, I would have never done that. You know, if I wanted to work with Brad, we just would have gotten together and played on the piano and then he would have done the takes because he's so good. But we found this like weird workflow of uh, turning these like guitar arpeggios into piano pieces. Yeah, I mean, and you know, that's really interesting. Kind of that whole process about, you know, being in COVID and it was nice that you got to, you know, work through it and was still able to, bring out something as great as Together Together, because I think, you know, I assume you've seen the movie um, 
and yeah, you work the picture while you're doing it. Yeah, and the end of the film is, you know, so it's kind of shocking in a way. It's still one of my favorite endings of the movie. Um, and I think the music and everything just playing over it was just so kind of beautiful. Um, but you talked a little bit about how you kind of do a lot of slower stuff. And I can't take IMDb for fact, but it says you're doing an upcoming film called Fresh, which is a thriller. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know that you've worked. Um, I know that you've worked on Black Mirror a little bit. Um, what is the difference between because on IMDb it labels it as a thriller? Kind of what's the difference between something a lot more personal like Together Together, Captain Fantastic, um, Honey Boy, stuff like that, versus a thriller? Like, what's that kind of process like? I mean, it's really different. So, I've never worked on a movie that's so dark as fresh and obviously it's still being made so I shouldn't shouldn't talk too much about it but just to say that it's like a very dark film and musically really dark and a different sonic landscape so I love all kinds of music I love music that's really dark and bleak and punishing I love noise music I love drone music uh so that's where my mind goes is more like noise and drone, not necessarily like classical music that's dark or, or like metal or something that's like rock heavy. More just like sonically punishing and like, um, but that's like all part of me personally. That's like all part of my scope. I love it as much as I love like bells and stuff that's really like floaty and, and airy. Um, so that's the approach I've been taking. And also it's just a different story. So you read a script and you start to think about the characters and like a different paradigm and it's very dark and weird and fucked up. So you start to want the music to reflect that. So yeah, it's a little more intense and dark and very minor tonality, which is new for me. I, I always think in major keys. So when I have to think in minor keys, this is like a music nerd thing, but I have to think of it as the major key starting on the sixth scale degree, which is like the minor chord. So I'm still always in a major key, but we're just in it starting on it from a different scale degree. So I have a little like weird mental gymnastics and it's just different, but it's healthy for me to try it. I don't want to ever be stuck in one box. So it's, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. And, um, you know, going back to where you said that you like a lot of dark music, is that kind of, is that kind of the music growing up that kind of got you into, um, got you into wanting to do something like this? Or what was it that really like pushed you to want to be, you know, a composer and push you to want to do this kind of thing, score films? Um, I mean, I'm not sure. It's so hard to trace as like a linear mm-hmm. line. I mean, I grew up playing in bands and I loved, you know, what'd you, rock and what'd roll. you play in band? I played a different stuff. So my first band was like in middle school, I played guitar. Okay. Then in my second band, I played bass because there were like some older kids and I was like, oh, I play the bass. And then in my third band I was in, I played the drums. Um, and then I played keyboards and some other groups. And then I became the kind of person who would just switch around like whatever instrument, like, oh, I'll play keyboards for two songs and I'll play guitar. Like, So I found myself in this kind of role pretty young where like I really enjoyed not being the best musician in the room i'm never i like kind of am not very good at playing instruments i'm like decent on guitar and everything mm-hmm. else i just have enough to get by but i love learning lots of instruments mainly so i'm like so i can make sounds on anything and i got more into like sound component you know and then i discovered ambient music 
when I was like 15 or 16, like Aphex Twin and um, what else was like early ambient I got into, all Altecker, um, just like some ambient electronic stuff. And that kind of blew my mind. I was like, wait, you can make music like this where you just like no lead vocal, no percussion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I define ambient music. It's just like where there's no lead vocal and no percussion or at least no percussion. You can have a lead vocal, but um and it just felt so liberating and i was like blown away by that idea and i immediately just started doing it i started making music that was more floaty and did wasn't grounded by percussion or like over overbearing structure um but that probably led me to getting into what i got into you know? and um just off the top of your head you know you don't have to think too hard but what was really the first what's the first project you remember working on like the first kind of experience where you were like oh I'm actually in this type of industry you mean like film stuff yes well uh Yonsi scored a movie in 2011 called we bought a zoo and I kind of did that with I was just with him the whole time I kind of produced engineered mixed everything co-wrote some stuff that was my first like taste of that at all um and it was just fun we just did it because it was fun and then it was couple years after that I scored a tv series which was 13 episodes each one an hour long and that was really hardcore like work work you know the whole thing took place over like six months maybe and that was I guess my first time taking on like a proper scoring gig that was really fun good healthy experience um and since we're on the topic of that what is it easier harder uh different doing tv versus film because you know you talk to actors and a lot of actors say that when they do tv they do you know 13 14 episodes they don't know if they're coming back for a second season you know they have to wrap up everything um versus a film it's usually unless you know you're in a franchise um beginning middle end and so is that kind of the same for someone like you who composes the music do you ever get that feeling of like, oh, I need to try to finish this, but be able to bring something back for next season or whatever? I'm, I'm not that heady personally. Mm-hmm. And that was the only TV series I ever scored. Uh, and that was 2014. So since since then, I've scored episodes okay. for TV series, but just like standalone episodes. Like I recently scored an episode of the series that came out called Pride. Um, and that was just like one standalone episode. So I really just think of it as a film. Every time I do like a TV episode, it's like, it's just a film basically. And you just okay. do the same kind of arc you would in a film. Okay. Basically. That's interesting. Um, and you know, I know that you've, you've worked on a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff. You're still going to be working on a lot of stuff. Kind of what is, as an artist, what is the biggest goal that you kind of want to try to achieve? Um, I think just collaborations for me I love collaborating I love meeting new people being pushed outside my comfort zone like I'm definitely someone who like stays in my like cozy cocoon you know the same kind of tonality the same kind of chords and textures so it's really the most fun thing for me creatively about making music for film and stuff is that you like have to like kind of go out of that to create something new and to make a rich experience for the film and do it justice so that's that's the thing I just want to achieve is like getting out of my comfort zone, collaborating with new people, just turning my process around, like fucking it up and mm-hmm. just 
yeah, surprising myself a bit. And, but I don't really, I'm not the kind of person that has a lot of like, goals and stuff. That yeah. makes me sound like bad, but you know. No, no, for sure. Um, is there anyone in particular that you would love to collaborate with? Like filmmakers? Uh, filmmakers, composers, you know, either, either or. Um, I mean, I never really think about collaborating with other composers because they're just doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. But um, my friends, like a lot of my friends make cool music. I just continue to work with them, which is great. But uh, filmmakers, Mike Lee is an amazing filmmaker. Lynn Ramsey, those mm -hmm. two are like, fuck, that would be so cool to work Lynn with. Ramsey would be right up your alley if you, you know, want something dark. Yeah, I mean, that would be so cool. Uh, I mean, there's probably a million people that would be fun to work with. I, um, I mean, I would be the worst composer of all time, but just to work, do something with Wes Anderson, like if he did a weird short or mm -hmm. something that I could be a part of would be like such a dream come true because I love details in life and in everything. And I feel like Wes Anderson is so beautiful. His attention to detail is just, so I sometimes watch those movies and I just laugh out loud mm -hmm. like a tweaker because I'm just, it's so much pleasure on each screen. They're just every little piece is in a place and it's so fun to watch that stuff but um stylistically i'd be not a good fit for him but um what else who else is doing amazing? so many cool filmmakers yeah um yeah i i'm big wes anderson fan i'm so excited for his new movie coming out um all oh, right yeah me too and i yeah um so speaking kind of on that in the same vein as like um you know your dream filmmaker do you have like a dream project that you would want to work on you know is there someone or something you'd love to or like some story that you've read or know that you would love to kind of bring to life through music no i can't i mean i can't think of anything that concrete but i love multimedia stuff do you, uh this guy ryoji ikeda i'm like obsessed with his work he's basically musician, composer, sound designer, installation builder, like visual artist. Um, you know, I went to music school and then right after that, I went to art school mm -hmm. and I've always loved the space between stuff that's visual and musical and stuff that's like purely sonic, like sound design and then music. So I think for me, um, I don't know, somehow having my paws in like some cool projects that are like installation based or like weird immersive sound based or like just stuff that's not purely film music. Mm -hmm. um would be really important and really cool going forward like just interesting multimedia musical projects that yeah help me to grow and rethink would be very cool yeah absolutely um and kind of before i wrap it up um you know everyone kind of sat inside they did their thing what are some movies books uh music that kind of got you through the pandemic? You know, what were you watching? What were you kind of ingesting um, just as a person? Um, strangely, I've watched really little TV and movies for the last like two years. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I have watched some, but um, I haven't been like heavy duty in that zone, but I could look on what I've been listening to. So much good music. Um, there's this woman, Virginia Astley, Astley, I don't know how you say her name. She made, made a record called um, what is it called? From gardens where we feel, sorry, from gardens where we feel secure is a really amazing record. Been looping that. Uh, I got obsessed with the caretaker, who's this like UK musician who I've known about for like over a decade, but 
never had a deep dive during COVID. I got really into that. He made a record that's about Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, and um, it's like six and a half hours long or something. And twice during COVID, I listened to the whole thing and it was like insane, really fun because it kind of deteriorates as it progresses. That was really fun um, and like intense uh, music stuff. Um, Mary Lattimore released a record during COVID, which I've been listening to a bunch. She's one of my best friends and I love her work. And she played harp on my music for the Audrey Hepburn documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was um, listening to some of that earlier today. Oh, cool. Thanks. Uh, Juliana Barwick also released a record during COVID. She's amazing and a longtime friend and collaborator, uh, which I love and has gotten a lot of listening. Um, Carl Stone made a record that came out in 2020 that somehow like was like, oh, yeah, that thing. But I didn't get into it. And I've been listening to that a lot during the last year. It's called Stolen Car. The first song is I don't like the first song, but start if you play it from track four through it's like pretty fucking awesome mm-hmm. it's really good um been listening to oval which is like an old german glitch guy named marcus pop who i like really love the first like six oval albums are like masterpieces um i also when i'm working on stuff i have to listen to my own music a lot because I'm like, sometimes I'll loop pieces and then get new ideas and I'll hear new harmonies. So sometimes when I'm like heavy in a project, I'll be like immerse myself in that. Um, But great movies I've watched. My friend reminded me to get more into Japanese animated movies. So I watched Howl's Moving Castle last week. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, they- um... I need, need, you should actually email me all the film and movie recommendations. um, Because yeah, I've been like, really strangely not engaged recently yeah oh yeah i 100 percent. i will make you a list and i'll send it out to you um i'm not well versed right now because i've really just been watching the bo burnham uh special like over and over and over for the past two weeks okay Um, so maybe send me that i need to see it huh yeah that one on netflix i it's if you're looking for weird type of musical stuff i think i really enjoyed it um that's all i'm gonna say um but yeah i'll make a list and i'll send it out to you um and my i guess my last question for anyone listening who is a composer likes music and thinks about getting into this what is kind of your one kind of piece of advice for everyone out here um i think making your own music is really important even if you want to be a film or tv composer I think if you're just trying to do that and then fit a mold that you're like, oh, cool, I did that, that, that was good, I did that. I think that's fine. But I think in the long run, you should make your own music, even if you think it sucks, because like everyone thinks their own music sucks. You have to kind of like push past that and just do something, make records, release them. Even if it's singles, make singles, release them. So you, so you start to build your own musical world. Because if you do that, I think people are more inclined to collaborate with you that you have your own voice and you're not just someone who is adaptable to someone else's vision. You have your own like stable or something. And then to just, yeah. And also, sorry, the other thing about doing that is it's often that filmmakers will find your music and use it as temp music. And for, for those who don't know what that is, it's when they're editing the film together, 
they need music to put in as they're editing it. So it's impossible to edit a film silently. And that's called temp music. And they use stuff all the time. And then sometimes they love the temp music and they get used to it and they just hire that person. So I think having your own music is really crucial. And when you score something, turn it into an album, put it out so you have music, you know. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate talking to me. Um, you know, I've, I'm pretty sure I said this last time. I'm going to say it again, pound for pound. I think you're probably one of my all-time favorite composers. Um, you're one of the only person who, you know, I'll go back and listen to some scores from movies I like, but you're the one who I'll go back and listen to kind of different stuff that you've done. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk to me. Um, and yeah, I just, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Jacob. You're so supportive. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, have a nice day and thanks again. No problem. I look forward to talking to you soon. Cheers.